Vasudevasutam devam Tansujanuramardanam Devaki paramarandam Krishnam vannev jagatguram Hi and welcome to Season 2 of Gita Girl. My name is Shirmila and the Gita Girl podcast is about how to live skillfully and be the best version of yourself by using the advice in the Bhagavad Gita. Jesse Krishna Shaila. Jesse Krishna Sharmila, how are you? Very excited for today's podcast, as I Very always am. Special one. I've been hearing so much about you and your father's relationship for so many years and how your father was your first Gita guru and really one of your strongest Gita influences. And we are so thrilled that this podcast is a conversation between you and your father, who's 90 years young and mm-hmm. incredibly sharp and incredibly perceptive and of course insightful. I just learned so much from listening to this podcast and I know our listeners will too, not only from his wisdom, but his really deep interpretation of the wisdom from the Gita. Thank you, Shayla, for being so uh, enthusiastic about it. I hope everyone enjoys it as much as you do. And I have to say my dad, he's been studying the Gita for many years and when he speaks about the Gita, it's almost has become his own language. Not only does he know the Gita, he knows Sanskrit, he studies Sanskrit. And I think this is going to be great for our listeners to hear a very scholarly, like he's old school in that before he talks about a verse, he often chants it in Sanskrit. That is the true, proper way to quote the Gita, I'm like, oh yeah, chapter verse, and I go blah, blah, blah into English. He right. will chant it first in Sanskrit. And, you know, he told me, he said to me, Shumla, you must learn Sanskrit because he says the poetry and the poetic way that Arjun asks his questions and Krishna answers it, he says, it's so lyrical, it's magical. And so, um, yeah, I think that's going to be my next project to learn Sanskrit. Yeah. When you hear him, you'll see me constantly interrupt him because I'm trying to kind of clarify because he goes straight into the Sanskrit and then straight into the meaning. It's like the Gita is a part of him. So it's pretty cool. Um, A lot of the topics that he discusses today are the much more difficult topics to kind of accept. And he's been studying it for many years. He talks a lot about reincarnation And he talks a lot about the hard-hitting truths of karma and karmic consequences that sometimes I grapple with and I certainly don't enjoy teaching. The harder truths to digest that sometimes bad things are your karma and that's life and you have to accept it and move on. Right, right. I think that he doesn't sugarcoat things in here, but he says it. Um, very matter-of-factly. I mean, just like this is the truth in the Gita. And if we sit with it comfortably or not is almost irrelevant. It's just about sort of understanding it and using the information to improve your karma. But I think he also does it in a way that's very compassionate because he talks about how some people can interpret karma as uh, victim-blaming. They can be very callous and refer to other people's troubles as their fault. And he addresses that in a way that is very honest and makes people take responsibility for their actions, but also imbues a lot of 
compassion and kindness. And you all will hear that. But it is honest. It's the brutal truth. Yeah. Brutal truth. I like that. That's exactly right. When dad talks, he uses the word janma a lot. And janma is the Sanskrit word for lifetime or rebirth. As you know, Hinduism believes in reincarnation, that the soul is immortal and the soul inhabits one body. And when the body decays and dies, then the soul is immortal and moves on to another body and continues his journey. So one lifetime, another lifetime, even that process of rebirth is called Janma, J-A-N-M-A. That's something to be aware of. And then the last thing to be aware of is when I was growing up, my whole family followed Swami Harihar Maharaj from Delhi. And he actually wrote the translation of the Bhagavad Gita that I teach from and that I read all the time. And so my dad refers to Swami Harihar Maharaj throughout the podcast. And he was the person who originally introduced my parents and therefore me to the Bhagavad Gita. So those are the three small things you should be aware of. And I guess here we go. Enjoy. Enjoy. Jai Sri Krishna, Daddy. Jai Sri Krishna. Welcome to Gita Girl. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you record this podcast with me and so we can get your words of wisdom. I always tell my students that you're uh, one of my gurus, my teachers. So thank you for doing this with me. Nice to be here. Sharmila, well, I'm like you. I'm a student of Gita. I'm not a scholar. My knowledge is very limited because Gita is like an ocean. Very few people know it. And even when they know it, to really understand, appreciate its depth, it's not for everybody. Gita has to be learned without pride, without any selfish motive. And only then the gyan or the knowledge of Gita dawns on you. And when you are blessed, I tell you, there's nothing impossible for you. When my kids and husband heard that I was doing this podcast with you, they got so excited. And so the four of us got together over a family dinner and figured out a list of questions that we want to ask you. So the first question is, If the system of karma works, and if it's true that as we sow, so shall we reap, why do so many people in the world seem to get away with doing bad stuff and they still seem to be having a gala time of it? Well, I've been lucky to learn Gita from my guru. He was the initiator. And he used to say that the Karma is a system of action and reaction. Once you do action, its reaction is very difficult to understand. Sometimes it takes ages. I will give you a little example, which our Swamiji gave me from Mahabharata. When Dishampatama was lying on the bed of arrows and he asked Krishna, He said, I've always given up my life, you know, for the good. I sacrificed myself, my right to the throne, to please my father. I've done everything for the family. Now, why this has happened to me? 
He's asking, why am I dying such a terrible death, right? Yes. In other words, I'm lying on arrows and uh, why I am suffering so much when I've lived a life of goodness and uh, self-sacrifice. Krishna said, Bisham, you have got the ability to go back into your past Janmas and remember or, or see what you have done in the past karmas. You are a wise man and you have got such a power you can go back many Janmas. He went back to, to, up to his nine Janmas. He said, I can't go back more. The Christian said, I allow you to see your tenth Janma. What he sees that he's even at that time a prince, a child, but a very powerful one. And there was a snake on the path ahead. And being Bhishma, unafraid of anything, he just caught the snake by the neck and he carelessly threw him. And that snake got entangled in the thorns and he was uh, suffering and he died. Krishna said, See, this was your karma 10th Janma ago. Bhishma asked, But how come it has come now? After so many years, Krishna said, because all your sins, they were dormant. They have woken up now because in your this lifetime, you did the hideous crime of seeing Durupati being unroped. You watched in silence when others abused her. And you had the power. You had the strength to stop it. You didn't stop it. Because of your this hideous crime, all your past bad karmas have woken up now. Bisham said, I understand. So karma is such a thing that its effect, nobody knows how, when it strikes you. This is how karma works. But again, there are karmas which will give you a result immediately. It's like if you are given a food and there you have got these red mirchis and the Red mirchi means red chilies. If you start eating them, immediately you get the effect. It's all karmas, how they are working. Like I gave you the example of Bisham, after 10 lifetimes, you know, how they are coming to aspire up. You never know. And there's no perfect answer. So your question is, why people get away? Swamiji told me, his name was Swami Harir. He lived to be 100 years plus, and he passed away in the year 2000. Yeah. He was 101. He said, you have got a bank account. You spend money like anything. He starts throwing checks. Nobody asks you a question. Bank manager doesn't come and ask you why you are doing that. As soon as you go, one shilling, one penny over your account, your check is refused, dishonored. So karma is like that. You have got a bank account according to your past karmas. And you can get away with many things. But when your good karmas are finished, then obviously you have to aspire up, you have to pay. So some people get away with bad karmas. Not God is unjust or Nature is favoring them because this is how the karma works. It's like a bank account. Some people have plus a bank account. Some people have got minus bank account. That's why they are born in poor houses, in places in Africa, 
where they are suffering from the start from the start of the birth the others are born you know in princely homes and what you call with a golden spoon and this is the start they get so understand the god is not unfair okay so you answered the first question why do people seem to get away with bad actions and i understood that in terms of the system is like a bank account you either have positive credit or you have a negative debt yeah. and either way you have to face the consequences whether you're in the positive era of enjoying your positive karmas or once that's run out reaping the rewards of your negative karmas i get that but then you went on to say that this is why people are born either in princely conditions or in very difficult conditions in you know famine struck third world nations or even in first world countries there are people who are born in such difficulties so the next question is i know i think you answered this question with your story about bisham but how do the actions of our past lives affect us today see our past karmas result in your birth where you are born first of all chapter 18 verse 12 anishtam istam misram cha trudha karmanam phalam bhavat tadinam pratya natu sanyasinam kachit okay the three fold fruit of action good bad and mixed is reaped after death in other words whatever karmas you do in the past janma they result in your present birth first of all what sort of body you get what sort of faculties you have which is the country you are born and then which family you are born in prosperous or miserable family or with a body or mind which is unfit is all the result all for your past karma that you said chapter 18 verse 12 the three fold fruit of karma good bad and mixed is reaped after death that's what lord krishna says in chapter 18 verse 12 so have- so my question to you dad is when he says the threefold fruit of action good bad and mixed so that means when we do some karma there's three types good bad and mixed can you tell us what does krishna mean by that exactly when we do any karma either is good or it's bad or it is mixed of good and bad because the as you know our gunas there's always a mixed samas sattva and rajas nobody has one guna same thing also when we do karma whatever we do we don't know we generally think we are doing for good for others or for us but what is the real truth nobody knows that's why god says the prakriti the nature is such a practical thing it's a god made computer it never makes mistakes but that 
good mixed and bad karma nature knows it and accordingly you get the fruit of it as you know there are three types of karma they can give fruit now in future or next gen but it's so complex that only god knows what is right or when the karma is going to mature in other words hmm thank you for explaining that yeah okay so when people say a oh, god is unfair one is born as a prince for the prince charles the other one born as a beggar in some country what choice he has got no it is the prakriti is the nature which is working your karmas out there's nothing which is not done by the karma or by the reaction of karma everything is karma all this world is based on karma we have got i think an inborn computer in ourselves and krishna says that the bad souls who have done this service are throw them in bad rooms and where they are born and take a birth and in a demonic nature and suffer all their lives so you can't get away from the karma the people say oh we try to be indifferent we don't care no but according to our philosophy hindu philosophy if we don't learn everything this janma we have got second chance in next janma so that gives a bit of home you know that's why the, there are more reason that whatever you can't do in this janma you can do it next one you carry whatever you have done bad or good all the sanskaras come with you and accordingly you, you take the birth in that state in that physical form in that family nothing is wasted the verse you're referring to here dad is chapter 15 verse 8 where krishna says when the soul leaves a body and takes up a new one it takes with it its karmic account and samskara samskara means tendencies habits strengths weaknesses character traits so krishna says that when the soul leaves one body and enters into a new one it takes its karmic account and samskara as the wind carries a scent from place to place that is correct what krishna is saying that the effort you put in is never wasted life doesn't finish life continues so the question was how do the actions of our past lives affect us today so by these verses in the bhagavad gita you said chapter 18 verse 12 and also um the one you had mentioned lord krishna says when people create such bad karma and are cruel uh and you know vicious he says i hurl them in demoniacal wombs meaning obviously wombs where they will be born into very terrible situations that's chapter 16 verse 19 so you're saying that the actions of our past lives affect us by deciding the circumstances of our birth i mean you not you're saying the gita saying that gita saying it it's knowledge of gita i'm saying whatever i've learned 
under my Guru Swami Hari Harji Maharaj because uh, he was the one whom I met in 1976 and he only said one thing, read Gita and you will find the truth in it. And he said, and once you read that, then the life changes for you. So I think whatever I have achieved a little in life, it is all due to Gita and the philosophy of Gita. I wish I knew all this 50 years ago or 60 years ago. But anyhow, it's, as you say, it's never too late. But, you know, when I teach this, a lot of my students say to me, but then Hinduism, it promotes a sort of callousness. It gives people of privilege a way to look at the people who are suffering and say, oh, it's their karma and they have to go through this, so that's that. And then they can sort of wipe their conscience clean and walk away. You know, it leads to a very callous way of thinking. What do you think about that statement, which people say all the time? No, I think they are deluding themselves because... Who is deluding themselves? Those people who say that, because we are here saying karma is everything. Without karma, you can't do anything. Even the body you get, the family you are born in, it all depends on the karma. And the learned ones will not only be careful this gen, but they will understand that soul doesn't die. Soul is immortal. It takes gen again according to your actions. When they understand this, they will be extra careful. They will know that we can't get away. Some people say, oh, we get away in this life. Who knows next life? Who cares about next life? But our Hindu philosophy tells us that the soul never dies. As we change our clothes and wear new clothes after they are worn out, in the same way, the soul leaves old bodies and gets into new bodies according to their karma. So karma is very important. You can't get away from it. Even if you think you can get away in this janma, it is going to catch up with you today, tomorrow, or next janma. On the contrary, this is the greatest motivation that one should have to do good karmas because the result will never be lost. It will continue until, of course, you achieve perfection, oneness with the God. First of all, the verse you refer to is chapter 2, verse 22. Just as a human takes off worn-out garments and puts on new ones, so the soul casts off worn-out bodies and enters new ones. So what you're thinking, Dad, is that this karmic account and the fact that the soul continues from body to body is not a way to be callous and a way to walk away from people who are suffering, but you view it more as a warning sign that there, but for the grace of God, go I. That could be me sooner or later. So let me mind my actions now and create good karma, good actions in order to create a better destiny for myself. And I understand what you're saying, but that there's a logical argument which says that if karma is everything, 
then why can't I just fully enjoy all the benefits of my good karma to the maximum? It's my karma that I earned all of this and other people obviously didn't. So let's all just face our karma. Why should I share my wealth? Why should I help others? Why is helping other people my problem? What does the Gita say about that? And Gita says in chapter 3, I think it's Shiloka 12 or 13. I'm looking at it when you're talking to me. It's chapter 3, verse 12. Yeah, Shiloka means verse. Krishna says, Istan Bhogani Hivodeva, Dasyante Yagabhaita, Say Dhatan Pradabhayo. In other words, the nature gives you everything. What sun does, the fire burns itself. It sucks the water from the seas. It goes up in the clouds. Clouds don't keep the moisture themselves. They give it back as a part of rain. Rain falls on the earth. Earth doesn't keep the rain. It produces the food, which fruit, which Everybody eats and everybody nourishes. So whole universe is governed by the sacrifice. Whole universe is pervaded and controlled by sacrifice. Sacrifice and giving. Yeah, you keep and use whatever you want and need. But you have always to give part of your wealth, riches, part of your abundance. If you don't do that, Krishna calls you a thief. You are stealing from nature. Wealth, prosperity, goodness is to be given away. If God has given you enough, contribute, distribute, make others happy. Because nature is governed by these laws, you know, laws of giving, laws of doing good. Nature has produced you to look after yourself first and then to look after family and then the what we call samaj or uh, your neighborhood, nation and... Uh, your community. Yes, your community. Yeah, this is how the nature works. Whatever duty is given to you, you are supposed to do it. Negligence of duty is just as bad as committing a bad karma. So you can't neglect. You can't get away from it. This verse is outstanding. I love it. Krishna says, the gods, meaning all the gods, like the god of water, sun, air, fire, all of nature bestows on you unasked. We're not asking for all of this, but it Mm. still gives us all the desired enjoyments. And the person who enjoys the gifts bestowed by nature without giving them in return is a thief, meaning that we are morally obligated as creatures of this planet and enjoying the benefits given to us, we are morally obligated to give back. Is that correct? Very correct. And that is giving back in the form of service and helping people. What I'm hearing from you is that the law of karma, instead of people using it to be callous and walking away from other people's suffering, it's more like understanding other people's suffering as a cautionary tale of what is in store for us unless we fulfill our dharma, our duty, our responsibility and do what is asked of us as people in positions of the ability to help others. Exactly. God is going even further. He's not talking about human beings only. He's talking about devas. That means all five elements, including earth, 
water, air, skies, fire, that we have to look after these elements. In our Hindu dharma, we consider all five elements as gods. People used to laugh at us as pagans, that we are praying to them. Now they are realizing that if the nature goes against you, if the earth, air, or anything goes against you, like this COVID-19, it can play havoc. So you have to look after also the nature, so nature looks after you. Mm. So if you read Gita, you will find reference to everything. And Mahatma Gandhi once said that with all the troubles I've gone through from fighting against the biggest rulers in the earth, the British, and in South Africa, now whenever I have opened Mother Gita, it has never failed me. It has always given me the answer. So Gita knowledge is ultimate knowledge. And somehow we have gone after the pleasure and material possessions. We have gone after all this physical, all these things, and we have left with the most precious gyan or knowledge on the sideway. That's why we are suffering this. One of the questions on my list, actually, that Mohit came up with, he said, oh, ask Nana, whose bad karma is it that COVID-19 happened and so many people are dying and so many more people are suffering terribly with different consequences, economic, mental, stress, the whole thing. How can we explain that karmically? The COVID-19 happened not only because of China. We have been misusing the nature. We have been polluting the earth. We have polluting waters, throwing sewage. We have been polluting um, air. Human being has misused all the nature. And it was going on and on. China is a trigger. They could have informed the world. Its effect could have been lessened or possibly controlled in some way. But the whole humanity is responsible. It, have been decimating the nature from a long, long time, and China somehow helped, you know, to bring about this disaster quicker as an eye-opener, what's going to happen in future. So possibly you can take it as a blessing in disguise that now we know that we have to be very careful with the nature and look after the nature. As in our dharma says, all these big elements, all these are Mahabhutas, that means they are uncontrollable if they are not looked after. So all rivers, seas and everything, in the olden times we used to pray to them because we knew that without them we can't live. And Krishna understood and gave it in Gita 5,000 years ago for the benefit of us human beings. So we are all trying. We are not there, but at least we are progressing. And touch wood, according to religion, we have got many lives. To... <laughs> we are not. He said, don't be despair that you haven't achieved it. Nothing is lost. You carry it. Accordingly, you take birth. And I think it makes sense. See, Lord Krishna always emphasizes that health is important. Without healthy body, you can't do anything. But more important is the mental health. Having everything 
in the world you could be a pauper you could be a poor man if you haven't got the right attitude and krishna always stresses progress not build up the body but build up the mind because arjun he had a mental dilemma he didn't want to fight because it was a war but we are fighting the war all the time in our life aren't we there's always inner fight in us should we do this should we not do this there's always inner conflict you can't win in a conflict you have to learn to live with it and then do the right thing in sixth chapter fifth shloka udred atmana atmanam raise yourself by yourself if you don't yourself will bring you down it's all the mind mind could be your friend mind could be your downfall yeah and this is what the gita teaches us right this is what the gita teaches that the responsibility for our behavior our actions and the karma we create that is all up to us and us alone the sum total of gita is that and slowly with practice you will find that you are doing the right thing excellent thank you dad this was yes. amazing thank you so much Jai um, Sri Krishna Jai. Jai Sri Krishna thanks for being with us today. Love you dad. Love Jai you Krishna. so much. Take care and give love to family and everybody. I hope you all enjoyed that really beautiful conversation between Sharmila and her father and picked up a lot of great points of wisdom from the Gita and from their conversation. I know I certainly enjoyed it. If you have any questions or any comments, please go to our website at geetthegirl.com and send them to us. Also email us at geetthegirl and yahoo.com. We'd love to hear your questions. Be sure to check us out on social media on Instagram. Join our Geet the Girl group on Facebook where we can have conversations with other listeners. Any questions you have, we hope to answer on a future podcast. and really look forward to always getting your feedback and be sure to rate and review us on wherever you listen to this podcast thanks so much to make it easier for people who don't have spotify or itunes you can actually go on our website give us your email address and we will email you the link as soon as a new podcast comes out so please do that if that's the easier way for you to access our podcast. One last thing, my dad has a name. I keep referring to him as my dad, my dad. I have to mention his name is Gop Nandwani. Just thought you might like to know. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Jai Sri Krishna. Vasudevasutam devam tansujanuramardanam devaki paramanandam krishnam vande jagat guram 